Woi woi, woi woi, woi woi. Then it then go on the radio again. Yo, if you wanna smoke free weed, go board yourself. You need to go plant a seed. Go board yourself, make your knowledge increase. Go board yourself, go board yourself. Hey, all right. Welcome to episode number 106 of Grow Bud Yourself. And we have a great show for you guys in store. We've got Jorge Cervantes, our old pal, uh, talking about uh, a lot of great new stuff he's got going on. Uh, We've got an amazing grow tip on weed growing containers, as well as answers to your grow questions and much more. So please stick around. Episode 106 is brought to you by Seeds Here Now, Sweet Leaf Nutrients, Excelsior Extracts, and Prime Superior Inoculant. If you're a grower or you're thinking about starting your first crop, then you need to know about Sweet Leaf Plant Nutrients. Sweet Leaf has an incredible line of organic fertilizers and, of course, their legacy line that includes organic and some synthetic fertilizers. Check them out at sweetleaf.com. That's S-U-I-T-E-L-E-A-F.com. The code DANKO15 gets you 15% off everything at Sweetleaf. That's 15% off their signature line of nutrients as well as essentials like complete indoor hydroponic grow tent kits and grow lights, plus awesome apparel, backpacks, and much more. If you join our Patreon, you'll get access to additional codes worth 20 and even 25% off. Patreon supporters also receive free Sweetleaf nutrients just for signing up. Sweetleaf provides all the tools necessary for the modern gardener. Check them out at sweetleaf.com and remember the code DANKO15. All right, welcome back. This is episode 106. Thank you to DJ Jacques and Winstrong uh, for the incredible Grow Bud Yourself uh, epic tune. And, uh, you know, follow them on uh, all the musical follows you can do, Twitches and, and whatnot. Uh, thanks to you guys for listening. We got a great show in store. Mike, how you feeling? Doing well, doing very well so far. How about you? Good. Good, you know, February has begun, and uh, here the we groundhog, are. The groundhog uh, saw its spring. shadow, right? Hey, there's different groundhogs, so I don't know. But, you know, I Which don't Which groundhog really, do you, uh, necessarily do you trust. to? Any of them? Yeah, I don't, yeah. No. Not really, not really. I'm kind of, I'm more of just a sort of check the the temperature outside kind of vibe, you know what I mean? Like, But, you know, what's cool is, you know, February means that spring is, is around the corner, and uh, spring, you know, is planting time. And even now, people should be thinking about planting uh, for the spring because if you're if you're, if you're trying to get those big plants outdoors, uh, you really got to start them indoors early. Uh, so, and if you, even if you're not planting on that, uh, and you you want you know regular size plants, you should be thinking about what kind of seeds or clones or however you're going to be uh, getting those plants. Uh, because we've all been there, you know, it's, it's, you know, July and you finally get your plants ready and they're ready to go. Um, but they're not nearly going to yield as much as if you get them out there, you know, in May. So that's just something to keep in mind. And also something to keep Uh, in mind for people trying to get those seeds. We're going to have a little giveaway later. Dan's going to talk about it a little later in the show. So just, you know, keep, uh, keep an ear out for that. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's from our sponsor seeds here now, which, uh, 
yeah, I, I love I love the company, but I also love the name. It just seeds here now, you know. At every convention, that's the question. But do you have seeds here <laughs> now? Yes, yes, they I deliver do. what they promise. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, like I said, if you keep listening, you're gonna find out how you listener can win some free uh, packs of seeds from Seeds Here Now. But uh, before we get to that, there's some news we should talk about. Um, okay, so let's start with the. Uh, well, I guess the the place to start is uh, Missouri. We got to tip our hats to Missouri. Um, the the uh, medical pot has been legal there since 2018, but voters legalized the possession and sales of recreational cannabis on election day last November. And uh, retail sales were supposed to begin February 6th, but the state got things rolling a little earlier than expected, and they're launching sales February 3rd, which actually is. Right now, that's today, the day we're recording this show. So exciting stuff from Missouri. Um, Just today, the Department of Health and Senior Services, which oversees the industry there, they approved uh, 335 facilities to start this uh, recreational marijuana uh, operations. And that includes 207 dispensaries. So legal cannabis on sale right now in Missouri. Amazing. Amazing. That's where the Ozarks are. That's too, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. That's going to be a nice summer destination oh, right yeah. there. And congrats to the people of Missouri for sure, man. That's amazing. That is. That's big time. So good stuff there. And uh, I guess if we want to keep the good times rolling, uh, it is, this is a little sad, but it ends happy. So um, one of the longer serving um, pot prisoners, Luke uh, Scar- uh, Scarmazzo, was released also today, February 3rd. So back in 2004, uh, Luke Scaramazzo and a partner opened a medical cannabis dispensary in California. It was called um, California Healthcare Collective. And while that dispensary was completely legal under California law, because uh, back in 1996, the state passed Proposition 215, legalized um, medical cannabis within California, but still that obviously conflicts with federal law, which still considers cannabis a Schedule One narcotic. So back in 2006, the DEA raided Scarmazzo's business and arrested him, along with his partner, uh, Ricardo Montez. Both men were prosecuted in federal court and charged uh, with the manufacture of marijuana and possession with intent to distribute. However, they both were charged with operating a continuing criminal enterprise, which is known there as the Kingpin Statute. Now, that carries a mandatory minimum of 20 years, and that statute is usually used against organized crime like the cartel, uh, but the medical cannabis providers were charged and convicted of it, and Scarmazzo was sentenced to 22 years in federal prison. Uh, He was just 26 at the time, Uh, He petitioned the Obama and Trump administrations for pardons. And while it looked like he was going to be released by the Trump administration, that fell through at the last minute. Now, finally, after 14 years in federal prison, Scarmazzo, he was released from prison today, February 3rd, the day we are recording this show. The federal judge who ordered his release stated uh, things like the changing legal landscape and the current federal guidelines for dealing with state legal cannabis businesses. And uh, we should also just mention that uh, Weldon Angelos of Mission Green, uh, that works, uh, it's an organization that works to free pot prisoners, deserves major credit for helping to secure Scarmazzo's release. 
Angelos, who uh, also was a pot prisoner who ended up serving 13 years before being pardoned in 2020, he actually served seven years with Scarmazzo and he committed himself to getting him out of prison. And now uh, after 14 long, long years, it has finally happened. Yes. Well, that is great news. And welcome home, Luke. Uh, I definitely have followed the case and been well aware uh, of this. I honestly believe that uh, the federal government was actually vindictively uh, targeting them uh, because they had made some uh, a rap song that was like, you know, a bit braggadocious about what they were doing. And I think that, you know, they they were targeted uh, by the federal government um, for this purpose at that time. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the fact that this man had to do 14 years for a nonviolent cannabis offense is outrageous and you can't give him that time back. But uh, thankfully, that time won't go on. Uh, and yeah, Weldon and uh, Luke, uh, great work. And everyone, everyone who contributed uh, to getting him free and everyone free who's there locked up for cannabis. It's ridiculous. Um, we still got a ways to go. There's still thousands of people, uh, in there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's our duty as the people who, you know, are out here doing what they wish they were doing is to help them and make sure that they're free, uh, for doing something that, uh, that we all do. So congrats to Luke. But, you know, again, it's like never should have happened in, in the first place. So, you know, it's good that justice, uh, doesn't continue to not be served, but uh, it sucks that people view 14 years as, as some form of justice for cannabis. It really is crazy to think that, you know, these these companies, they're making hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, these are corporations. There's, you know, former politicians that are on the board of cannabis companies and everyone is making all this money and the corporatization of cannabis. And, and you have people like, Luke Scarmazzo, who were sitting in jail up until well, he just you know until today. So it's it's disturbing and it's a, a miscarriage of justice. And um, yeah, we need to we need to end that. Yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so let's uh, let's do one more story here. And um, you know, earlier in the show, when you asked me how I was doing, and I said I was doing well, I lied. I'm not doing great. And the reason I'm not, <laughs> the reason you probably could have guessed, but the reason I'm not doing great in this particular uh, instance is because last week, I really wanted to do a story on Massachusetts becoming the first state to adopt Triple uh, A's curriculum on cannabis and driving. And it's called Shifting Gears, the Blunt Truth About Marijuana and Driving. And they have a 25-minute video which teaches the curriculum. And I wanted to kind of pick it apart on this show because it makes some pretty um, outlandish claims and um, it's kind of clunkily produced. So I saw it last week and I wanted to include it on the show. And I, I just thought, you know, I could use a little more time to delve into this. And I waited too long because they must have gotten some feedback online and despite putting out a press release and making a big deal about being the first state to adopt the, these guidelines, they took the video down. They removed the video. So we can't learn about shifting gears, the blunt truth about marijuana and driving any longer on YouTube because they pulled the video. But fortunately, I was able to find a PDF which breaks down the guidelines. And um, 
I thought maybe you would like to take a little true or false test. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, yeah, so this it. is actually part of AAA. That's the Automobile Association of America's guidelines. And um, they came out with this program, the Shifting Gears, the Blunt Truth About Marijuana and Driving. And they've been trying to get, they came out with it in 2019. And essentially, they've been trying to get a state to adopt it, to actually teach it as part of their driver's ed. And nobody did it until Massachusetts said they would do it. I don't know if that's still happening because they pulled the video. But anyhow, um, it's just curriculum that states can decide if they want to include in their driver's ed or not. So this is from the curriculum that Massachusetts has adopted formally. Okay, Danny, first question. True or false? Low doses of marijuana can affect driving abilities. True. They agree with you. Question two, <laughs> uh, some people drive better when high on marijuana. True. They, they disagree. They say false. They don't think that's true. <laughs> well, it's some people. It, it does say some, some people. people, yeah, but they believe all people. Right. okay. They don't believe any people drive better high. Okay, well, we'll have to agree to disagree. Uh, number three, the effects of marijuana wear off after one hour. True. You would think true. They say false. Hmm. <laughs> I want what they're smoking. Uh, drivers have difficulty maintaining attention after using marijuana. False. They say true. Interesting. You guys disagree again. <laughs> Some drivers. Uh, depth perception is not improved by marijuana use. True. They say true as well. Uh, just a couple more here. Dry this is interesting. Is this is very controversial for them. This is like a delicate topic for them for some reason. But question is... Drivers who have ingested marijuana may swerve between lanes. False. Yeah, they say true, and they really stick by their guns. Uh, two more quick ones here. Motorists who have used marijuana are able to quickly identify dangerous situations. True. They say false. And finally, research shows that marijuana usage can increase the risk of collision. False. Ah. Well, shockingly, you guys disagree on that as well. You would have done very bad on this course. I would say some people. If As long as the caveat is some people, then some, there's some people who should not be driving high. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. Sure. But their stance is that all people are affected by this. Hmm. I mean, to me, the bottom line is don't drive impaired, whether that's impaired by alcohol, impaired by cannabis, impaired by uh, fatigue, which is a big one. People driving tired is a, you know, are you going to make it illegal to be <laughs> tired? Probably not. But tired people cause tons of accidents. So, you know, I don't know. You know, to me, don't drive impaired. You know, test people for impairment. And if they're not impaired, send them on their way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that makes the most sense. I think if you're interested in reading more about this, but want a sort of a different viewpoint, uh, you could go to normal.org and check out their Cannabis and Driving, a Scientific and Rational Review. Um, that seems like a pretty good document for this. It also happens to be uh, um, name-dropped in the, um, the Shifting Gears curriculum as propaganda. So they have their version of propaganda. We have ours, I guess, and um, we'll see. But in the end, the uh, you'd have to think, you know, people have been using cannabis uh, for all of these years at all of these rates, and um, and and the highways are not choking on the blood of drivers from uh, cannabis shops. So I don't know what to tell them. 
All right. Well, there you go. Uh, that is a little bit of what's going on in the world of weed, but we have a very exciting interview coming right up. Yes, indeed. Our old friend Jorge Cervantes, uh, George Van Patten, the author, uh, the traveler extraordinaire, uh, has some new stuff going on as well. So, uh, yeah, we love having him on. He's uh, been a, a friend for, of the pod and of, of ours for many, many years. And uh, he's entering now into the fourth his fourth decade. Man, 40 years of uh, publishing How to Grow Cannabis. So uh, great person, great friend, uh, great mentor. We're going to take a break and come back with Mr. Jorge Cervantes. Do you want to take your cultivation program to the next level and grow higher quality, naturally healthier plants? Our new sponsor, Prime Superior, can get you there with simple, safe, and effective products. Whether you're starting with seeds, clones, or your plants are already established, Prime Superior has a product for you. And best of all, you don't have to change anything in your grow program. Just add Prime Superior. Do you want the best biological for cannabis growing? Prime Superior's proprietary strain of Bovaria bassania increases terpenes, cannabinoids, and yield. Inoculate early with Prime Superior and you will see faster germination and larger root mass, which will help you propel your nutrient uptake. Faster growth and more photosynthesis means higher yields and more terpenes and cannabinoids. Plus, Prime Superior has the world's first biological cloning honey to help improve your cloning success. Now's the time to try Prime Superior. Grow Bud Yourself listeners can use the code PS420 for 15% off their entire order at primesuperior.com. So don't hesitate, inoculate, and visit primesuperior.com to learn more. All right, welcome back. And uh, we have a very special guest for you guys this week. Uh, someone who's been on the show before uh, over the years, but uh, also a friend and a mentor and someone who's actually celebrating 40 years of cannabis journalism, Hello. 40 years <laughs> since 1983. Uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Jorge Cervantes. Hey, thank you so much, Danny. It's really good to be here. I'm, I'm just real, uh, real happy to still, still be in this industry 40 years later. I, I just, I had no idea when I started, I'd still be in here this long. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I mean, it was 1983 was the year that you uh, basically self-published the first book, Indoor Marijuana Horticulture. Yep. Uh, I mean, I've read the, the story of how you put that all together, uh, basically by yourself with your wife and, and, and you know, doing the cutting and the, the layout and, and typesetting and everything pretty much on your own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it was a big job. Pretty it was a big job. Nobody wanted to print it. Nobody wanted to publish it. Uh, they said uh, uh, nobody was interested in indoor growing back then. And so they said it was rejected. It was rejected. So that's why I published it myself or printed it myself. And then went out on the road, put them all in my car, and drove around and sold them. I had to leave a lot of them on consignment and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it was tough times back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah. And I think that's something that's important to remind people about. I mean, you, you know, you also write about how people wouldn't even keep the, the book on the counter. I mean, they kept it basically under the counter, like yeah. contraband. Yeah. And that's just a book, yeah. you know, that we're talking about, you know, just well, uh, a how-to step-by-step Well, book. what happened was uh, they had the uh, RICO laws, the racketeering laws, uh, that uh, where you can use a conspiracy, uh, hearsay evidence, in other words, uh, about other people. So what they did with that is they, they used that to round up the mafia and also the Hells Angels. And then later... They were they used it on us, so that's what people were afraid of, and ultimately that did happen in 1989. There was a, a great big bust. Uh, uh, what was it called? Green yeah, Merchant. That was Operation, Operation Green. Operation Green yes. Merchant. Yeah. Uh, and for people that don't know, um, basically the, the the Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, uh, raided every, almost every. Uh, hydroponic shop. Uh, they followed people back from the shops. They uh, ra- raided people's homes. They threw a bunch of people in jail, and it really uh, shook up the entire sort of you know underground uh, cannabis market. And also, you know, you know, people who were growing orchids and things like that also got rounded up into the mix. Uh, so it was a really devastating thing that happened right at the end of the 80s in 1989. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, even High Times was heavily affected by that because many of those companies were advertisers in the magazine uh, that, you know, now were no longer paying for ads. And, and it was one, one of the ways they really tried to shut the entire industry down. Uh, and you could tell after that by going to these hydro conventions and things how what an impact it had because they wouldn't even mention the word marijuana or cannabis or anything of the sort, you know, everything was for tomatoes and peppers. And- That's correct. They were, they were afraid. They were very, everybody was really, really afraid. Uh, the stats are, yeah. was, uh, they had uh, raids in 46 different states and uh, over 120 people were arrested and went to jail. Uh, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah and it, it was really devastating. And, you know, so, but the deal is we got through it. It's in the past. And, uh, you know, yeah. you forget about well. <laughs> all of that stuff, you know, because I mean, it's like not, not so much fun to remember, right? Because uh, Absolutely. But it is important for people to know that, that that's the climate in which you were writing these yeah. books. And that's yeah. the climate in which people were uh, producing cannabis in, in the United States. I mean, there was so much fear. Yeah, that's uh, true. And so much, you know, just, uh, you know, absolute uh, terror <laughs> it was, you know it was it was terrorism basically being committed against these farmers yeah it was uh, it, it was true huh? i mean it, it was but then but then later well but that wasn't until like like the the mid 90s i went up to canada and was and uh moved up to bc canada vancouver and that was real nice up there uh, but man, there were some years that were just horrible, 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 horrible. And even, you know, mm-hmm. the Vancouver years, those were great. But as soon as you go across the border, um, it, was, <laughs> it was the same old Gestapo guy, you know, and, uh, was there to meet right. you. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't that cool. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people uh, went to jail, oh, got their kids taken away, got all their property uh, confiscated, 
Um, at one time, about half of my friends were were in in prison. Um, yeah, it was it was very very bad times, and you know, like hundreds and thousands of people went to went to prison. Um, yeah, and all like I say, all of the other things you you forget about the the property confiscation, and uh, they take your kids. You know, that's that's devastating. So there's Absolutely. a lot of social costs there as well. And then you have a record of felony after you get out of the prison, and, and that also debilitates you for the rest of your life. You know, it's it's a hard life there. Um, now it's yeah, better. you know, the kids are made the kid the kids are teased mm. in school, and and I mean, it just has so many repercussions uh, yeah. for families, and it's just a really awful thing. Um, but you you then after the uh, being in BC in the '90s in Vancouver, uh, you put out. Indoor Marijuana Horticulture, which became, you know, known as the Grow Bible in uh, 2000. And that book, you know, has been reprinted in so many different languages and so many different ways. And I think, you know, really, yeah, I mean, undeniably changed the world <laughs> of cannabis and, and, and everything else. Uh, and, you know, then, you know, you started doing a lot of videos as well. Your YouTube page is is incredible. So, so much traveling, um, visiting all these different places. Yeah. Uh, but now, uh, you know, changing with the times, you have a, a new book that's a free download yeah. Yeah. Uh, that you put together with Seedsman, uh, the Seed Bank Seedsman. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that's just amazing. I think that's, you know, very community driven. Well, well, very much community driven because what I what I found is I'm I'm, I'm looking at my uh, numbers. I re, like I, I I rewrote the the marijuana horticulture book. It's it's now about uh, eight hundred pages. Yeah, and so the thing is with it, uh, I went to print it. I looked at sales, how fast things sell how much it costs to print it and ship it and everything and uh, warehouse it. And it was just, it, it wasn't adding up. You know, there just wasn't enough margin in it, and it was too big of a, a chance to take. So I decided, I thought, okay, sooner or later, digital is going to get ahead of paper. And so many magazines have gone out of business. So many other publishers have gone out of business. I figured I should just uh, make a, an abrupt uh, end you know, and go to sell out all of my, my stock that's remaining and uh, uh, make a digital books. But if you make a digital, uh, they're so easy to pirate, you know, you might as well give them away for free. Um, and then at that point, I thought, well, I have to find out a way to make a living at this now, uh, you know, because those are the, those are the uh, parameters I have to deal with. I have to fit inside of them. So in order to fit, I needed a partner. And I've known Tom from Seedsman for years and years. You know, like I know everybody, especially over here in Europe. I mean, I really know people here in Europe. I don't know so many people anymore in the United States. Um, yeah. And so we just, uh, we've been kind of working out a deal for a few years. But there, it, it just wasn't, the timing wasn't right. And now everything, it's, it's right. You know, everything works out. So, uh, yeah, so I made this book. It's, it's just actually it's about 15% of marijuana horticulture is what it is. And uh, so it's 100 pages and uh, eight chapters, and it goes through uh, botany, life cycle, 
uh, to, and those those have been uh, I've had those chapters before, but uh, in in other books, but th but these are oh God, they're just outstanding because now I have a couple of uh, co-authors. I've got Dr. Gary Yates, and he also works with Seedlin. And in fact, he was just here. Him and uh, my other co-author, Stefan Meyer, were here uh, last week. We hung out all week. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, and we're, you know, so we're planning more stuff. We did a couple of videos and stuff. And anyway, uh, and then it's got uh, all about seeds, how to plant, plant a garden, and then it's to set up a grow room and planning, how to plan all kinds of different gardens, plus a 12-week grow scenario, you know, so you can have a 12-week garden that goes through every last step. And then um, how to harvest and a bit about pests and diseases. Actually, there's a whole chapter. So I got all of that to fit into 100 pages. And it's uh, it'll fit on your cell phone. Oh, there's my dog. But, yeah, it'll fit on your cell phone. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, or on your computer and everything. And it's really cool because you can click on any anywhere on the table of contents and you'll go to that portion of the book real quickly. And then you can also, since it's a PDF file, uh, when you download it, you can just uh, you can use all of the search functions, everything in your uh, uh, PDF uh, uh, warehouse there. So uh, it's it's real easy to get around, and all the images are super high quality. And I've done my best to make sure everything's correct. Um, yeah. So this is the first one. This is my first uh, first step. Uh, second step is we've already got it translated to Spanish, uh, Cultivamos Cannabis, and we'll release that in, I think, about two weeks, if it even is that long far away. Um, and then after that, I'm going to put the, uh, uh, the Cannabis Cyclop Encyclopedia in Spanish. I never published it on paper because the numbers just weren't working on that one. So, but I'll put it on on uh, my website for free, and that'll be pretty cool, because you know it's 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 a major book, and I don't think there's anything as well written or as complete. In fact, I know there isn't in the Spanish language. So I'm uh, yeah pretty excited about that, and we'll probably we should have that done. I don't know if we'll get it done before Spanavis or not, because there's quite a bit a bunch of technical stuff there. And uh, yeah, but I and then I'll put later the marijuana horticulture book up on uh, uh, the internet on my website, and you can add to it or make it bigger, uh, in, increase uh, the knowledge level all the way through on stuff. Uh, so it'll be like interactive. So it'll be really a good resource, you know. Yeah, and it'll make. Make yeah. things easy to uh, easy to search for, because now it's really kind of hard to search for stuff, and and it seems like you have to follow one program or another, uh, you know, kind of a sales oriented stuff. So it, it's it's not always convenient for everybody. Um, and this, I'm looking to build really a community with this. Um, yeah, and then we keep putting in more languages. I've got. Uh, uh, I'm looking right now because we've got native. You've got to translate with a native speaker. I've got uh, Italian native speaker and German native speaker that have agreed to translate. So uh, we'll just keep moving forward. 
<laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So pe- people can download this free uh, new book. It's called We Grow Cannabis, a community-driven beginner's grower's guide to indoor cultivation, uh, completely interactive, as mentioned. Uh, and you can download it for free at uh, marijuanagrowing.com or jorge-cervantes.com. And you can also sign up uh, to be the first in line uh, to find out about the uh, 800-page Marijuana Horticulture 6th edition as well. Uh, a very beautiful book. And I'm definitely looking forward to the encyclopedia uh, being in Spanish as well. That sounds amazing. I'd be remiss without mentioning we got to talk about uh, Messi winning a World oh, Cup. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Argentina. it was so I'm cool. Sure that I was... couldn't believe it. It was just like the coolest thing in the world. I mean, Argentina, he, he's every, like the last, what, two, two World Cups he swore. He goes, I'll never play with those Argentinos again. Nobody, everybody, you know, da, 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 da. And, and this time, everything worked. Everybody worked together. And they just, you know, were steamrollers. They were super. I couldn't believe it. And they're just on target all the time. It was, it was so cool. So cool. Yeah, Messi, Messi, Messi. And everybody <laughs> said, yes, this solidifies. He is the best player in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was very, very excited oh. to see uh, him actually finally hold that trophy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure people in Barcelona must have been going oh, nuts. Oh, yeah. No, it was huge. Um, Fireworks all night, you know, parades. Every, I mean, yeah, it was crazy. Right. Oh. Well, you know, uh, I've, I've I've been with you at these events, uh, Spanibus and many other uh, cannabis events, and, and seen how people uh, react to meeting you uh, for the first time. In, in many cases, um, people burst into tears. I've seen people uh, that just, you know, they tell you, thank you for putting my kids through college. <laughs> Uh, they, you know, yeah. it's just incredible. So I've always, I've always thought, you know, that, uh, you know, we should, we, we should each get a gram of cannabis from, from every garden that we inspired <laughs> at some point, but it does seem like that's the case, you know, because people do give us a lot of free weed. I, I would imagine, uh, people are constantly, uh, showing you their harvest oh, and yeah. wanting you to try some of their, yeah, actually, their plants. Actually, uh, I spent two, two months in America this year. Uh, driving from Seattle down the West Coast all the way to L.A. and then a quick, quick trip over to uh, uh, MJ Unpacked in Las Vegas. And I'll tell you, I mean, I was, I think I was a mile down the road and I already had a couple of kilos on me. Everybody, everybody, was, there's so much cannabis on the West Coast. It's unbelievable. Everybody's got lots, lots, lots. I saw, you know, an excess of it. Uh, I, I've never seen so much before. In fact, one of my friends, uh, excuse me, managed a 100-acre place in um, Los Alamos, Los Alamos, California, Los Alamos, yeah. And uh, that's a lot of cannabis, you know. I'm just not used to seeing that much. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's changed so much over there. It's unbelievable and here yeah. it's not such a it's not uh it's not legal like it is there you know it's tolerated but boy you make it legal and everything changes there is literally pound i mean tons of it tons of it i saw tons of it when i was there yeah <laughs> amazing yeah and you know uh other things are changing too as far as the 
uh, people sort of starting to realize that it's not just about the percentage of THC that it's in a flower that makes it great. You know, there's so much more going on. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, that hopefully is starting to come through. I mean, a lot of people still go to a dispensary and they just buy whatever has the highest amount of THC. Uh, but I do think s- slowly um, we're educating people that, that that may not be the most important factor. And I think that, you know, the terpenes and all the other uh, various hydrocarbons are, are, are equally important uh, in, in combination with THC. Uh, yeah, very, very much so. And I, I've noticed uh, definitely the growers are much more sophisticated than they used to be. And, I mean, it, it's just a few years ago we had good dope and bad dope. And, you know, I mean, it's not, I mean, things, things have gone pretty quick here. And uh, the, the consumers are, are much more sophisticated than before. I, I agree 100%. And this reminds me, talking about uh, Spain here, the uh, Spanibus is the mid-March, mid-March, like 14th, 15th, and 16th, something like that. Anyway, I'm going to be a judge there. I'll be the sativa judge. So I'll be able to look at the uh, terpenes and the cannabinoids as well. Uh, yeah. Nice. So if you anybody wants to come, please come to Spanibus. It's the biggest trade fair, uh, cannabis fair in Europe. It used to be the biggest in the world, but America got ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping to get over there uh, this year as well. Cool. I, I, I missed, obviously, the last couple uh, it's always a great time. I, I think one of my first dabs I ever took was at an old, uh, at a cannabis <laughs> event, maybe 2008 or nine. Uh, the oil man. You know, and, and that, you know, that whole world has changed dramatically oh. as well. Um, the world of concentrate oh, as far 100%. as rosin and resin. Yeah. And, yeah very much so. Right. Cause yeah. see hash has always been huge over here. Because, uh, you know, we're right across the, well, the the strait from, from Marueco, or Morocco and the Rift Mountains, you know. I mean, you can, uh, well, they're just not that far away. Everybody goes there. Anyway, the deal is uh, everybody loves, loves the hash. And then we used to do the uh, bubble hash and the dry sift a lot. <clears throat> but then once it got into isolator, boom, that changed everything. But still, they make so much in the United States, it's amazing, because they've just got an excess, see? They don't really have a big excess here like they do in America. If they had the excess, I'm sure we'd see a lot more concentrates than we do. But we see just a, a heck of a lot of flour here. Not as much concentrate as, as well, but America's just got everything. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, well, we have a lot of, of concentrates that are made here with stuff that's grown mm. here but what we're missing what we're missing out on is you know the moroccan oh, and yeah, the that's lebanese and the you know the, the import yeah. hash that you get in europe from all the different hash producing regions yeah um and so you know i'd like to see more of that uh in the u.s as well it's just uh you know europe kind of gobbles all that yeah, up, all that up <laughs> yeah, you know, i think they're just it, it's they, they already have their <laughs> their dance card full on that one because uh, everything yeah because the area it's a good size area but as i think they sell out every year I, I, you know because um 
Europe takes pretty much most of it, most of it or all of it. Because we, you know, Moroccan right. hash here is is really common and and it's excellent. It's excellent. It's not as you know, not as strong and stuff, but it's got a great taste, a great flavor, and uh, a great um, high. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, uh, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that beginner growers make uh, when they're just getting started, interested in growing their own? Uh, and yeah, what do you think? What do you think are some of the pitfalls? Oh, the big pitfalls. Usually, the people listen to too many different people. Everybody's an expert, and they really don't understand what they're doing. Um, they try too many things at once. Uh, one of the most common things is overwatering. Watering is is it's pretty pretty difficult actually. Um, I always advise people to get one of those little uh, uh, water testers. You know, it's just a, a little electricity resistance tester, and it'll. Uh, tell you how much water, or I mean, the moisture level of the soil. And those things work really well. I use mine all the time because, you know, uh, and, and two, you can't remember if you watered something, if you don't want to pick up the pot, if the pot's heavy or you don't want to tip it or, or something, you can just uh, put the, uh, the moisture probe in there and tell how wet things are. But that's, that's one of the, the main things. And then usually they just don't notice... Um, if a plant's growing poorly, they don't know what to do or they won't notice it for a, a week or two, or usually a couple of weeks, because that's when plants start showing their outward signs of uh, uh, problems, you know, deficiencies or excesses. And, um, yeah, they just, they don't follow the basic rules, you know. You, you have, you know, light, air, air, water, nutrients, and soil, you know, uh, you got to, or substrate, you've got to have control each one of those. And it's, it's pretty straightforward. And there's real simple rules that go, go with those, you know, to fine tune stuff, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, but yeah, or they may, or a beginner may try something too complex uh, uh, grow a variety that's a little more difficult, um, yeah. But those are the those are the main things that I've seen. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, the new website is Jorge Cervantes dot com. Uh, that's where you can find uh, pretty much everything you need to know. There's uh, uh, videos, uh, books, uh, a blog, uh, a store. Uh, a lot of information uh, and let people know, I guess, where else they can find out more info uh, as far as in, uh, social media, oh. uh, websites and YouTube. And, and Okay. That. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, marijuana growing, marijuana, uh, marijuana growing.com with a J. Yeah. With a J like they spell it in North America, marijuana growing.com. Uh, and then I'm on social media with Facebook, Jorge Cervantes and, uh, my professional account's pretty good size. It's got over a couple hundred thousand, two, 230 some thousand uh, followers on it. So it should be pretty easy to find. And then I'm on Instagram as well. I really don't understand Instagram too well. Um, I've got, <laughs> you know, it just is confusing. I, I, I'm honest. But uh, I've got, you know, Stefan, my partner, understands it. And also, so, so does Marcelo. But the Stefan, uh, he's more. 
does more of that stuff. And then I'm also on LinkedIn, too, for professional, uh, which is a real good place to get a hold of me. And then, uh, yeah, and then you can get a hold of me via my website. Uh, I answer my email, my own email and stuff. Um, yeah, so that's where you can get a hold of me. And, uh, yeah, and then I'll, I mean, I'm into doing more interviews and everything, too, because I'm back. I'm back doing stuff now, and I'm hanging out. I got young partners, so that's a good deal, <laughs> a good deal. They got more energy, and they know more digital stuff than me. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely necessary in this day and age. Abs uh, totally. Uh, well, I want to say thank you uh, for being on the show. Uh, definitely check out the new free digital book, We Grow Cannabis, uh, in collaboration with Seedsman.com. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on the show. I do want to say thank you as well for giving me a career, <laughs> uh, basically bestowing upon me the uh, Q&A column in High Times uh, that was Jorge's RX, oh, yeah. and that became uh, Dear Danko. Yeah. That really was a life-changing, pivotal moment for me in my career. Uh, and I can't uh, thank you enough. It really put uh, the, the Danko brand <laughs> on the map and uh, allowed me to travel uh, the world and uh, provide this information, this valuable information about this healing flower, this misunderstood, amazing plant that we love and, and uh, enjoy so much. So I just want to say thank you to you uh, for all that you've taught us and everything that you've done for me personally as well. Hey, Danny, no, no worries, mate. I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I know you just do a real good job, uh, you know, and that was, that's all it takes, you know? So I felt real good. Right. I felt real good about, uh, about you assuming that position. It was like perfect, 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 perfect fit. Yeah. And it was like seamless. I appreciate yeah, it. Hey, no, thanks so much. Sure thing. uh, thanks for being on the show. Hey, for sure. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Thanks for having hope, me. I'm just happy. Hope to see you. Hope to see you in March. Okay. Hey, me I too. I hope to see you me in March. Too. Nos vemos en Spanavis. <laughs> I'll see you guys. In, I, I see, uh, we'll see each other in Spanavis. Ciao, ciao. Excellent. Okay. Thank you so hey, much. For sure. We will be back after these brief messages. Hey friends, I just want to let you know that friends don't let friends bring clones home. You don't know what the phenotypes are. You don't know whether there's pests or disease on those clones. The only way to really truly guarantee you're growing the phenotype of choice is through seeds. And the best way to get the seeds you want is through Seeds Here Now. Established way back in 2010, Seeds Here Now has been satisfying customers with the best genetics from the best breeders in the world. Pretty much anyone you want, they've got. With an average rating of 4.8 stars, Seeds Here Now is one of the most trusted and respected seed banks in the world. And Seeds Here Now is the only seed bank with a satisfaction guarantee. Plus, Seeds Here Now offers regular deals on seeds. Just click the On Sale tab on their website to see that month's deals on a variety of incredible genetics. And if you sign up for their email list, you'll be entered to win free seeds every time a Seeds Here Now email goes out. And... Grow Bud Yourself listeners can use the promo code GBY10 for 10% off anything on the site. So check out SeedsHereNow.com and get started on your own dream garden. All right, welcome back. And uh, yeah, thank you to Jorge Cervantes. 
for the great uh, interview uh, and longtime uh, friendship and support and everything else, man. Uh, great person right there. Yeah, it's always great to have Jorge on the show. And uh, it feels, uh, feels, even though we've known him for years, it feels like an honor when he stops by. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I should mention also that our sponsor, our newest sponsor, SeedsHereNow.com, uh, the Seed Bank, uh, is doing a giveaway on the show uh, this week. And we're going to be doing giveaways every week uh, from now on uh, for them on the show. Uh, basically, here's the deal. Um, their giveaway is for three packs of uh, Guava Autos for Loud Seeds. Um, that's our friend James Loud. He's been on the show yeah, Loud Seeds, um, these are three packs of Guava Autos, and I will pick three winners uh, who basically follow this criteria. Basically, you have to be following Grow Bud Yourself um, and Seeds Here Now on Instagram. So uh, Grow Bud Yourself is just at Grow Bud Yourself. Uh, seeds Here Now is SHN underscore Seed underscore Bank. Uh, so SHN underscore Seed underscore Bank. Uh, follow both of those accounts on Instagram comment on the post for this episode um so the jorge episode 106 um comment on our post with the picture of jorge and the uh, episode 106 graphic uh comment on that post and you will be eligible to win a three pack of guava autos i will be picking uh three of the commenters when you comment please tag seeds here now in your comment uh and use hashtag grow bud yourself um so basically Follow Grow Bud Yourself, follow Seeds Here Now, tag Seeds Here Now in your post, and uh, use the hashtag Grow Bud Yourself in your post. And that way I'll be able to go sift through the posts uh, to pick the winners. And the winners will be uh, based you know, either uh, randomly or on uh, comments that you make in that post there. So uh, comment on the post for the episode and win your free three-pack of Guava Autos from Loud Seeds, courtesy of our sponsor, seedsherenow.com that's very cool that's very cool so yeah just post on 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 this show's post and uh, follow us in seeds here now tag seeds here now in the the comment and you're eligible to win and and if you don't win this one we're going to do it again uh, in the following weeks correct yes indeed we've got some we've got more packs of seeds to give away uh courtesy of seeds here now and uh yeah we're going to be giving them away on uh, a bunch of future episodes that is very exciting. So I hope you guys all do that. Get your free pack of seeds and start growing. And speaking of growing, um, our listeners know that each week, Dan provides a grow tip that will help you become a better cultivator. So what would you like to discuss this week? Yes. So this week, I'd like to discuss uh, the containers that you grow your cannabis in, uh, the pots uh, or whatever type of containers that you use uh, and the importance of them and which kind uh, of options you have out there as well. Uh, so I'm going to start with uh, the size of the container. I mean, the bigger the root, the bigger the fruit. We talk about this all the time. Uh, when you're growing high quality, uh, healthy cannabis plants, um, it can't be done without healthy roots. So the roots have to thrive uh, for the cannabis plant and the flowers to be amazing and thrive as well. Um, so really you're growing roots. You know, that's the thing you have your mix uh, and your roots are basically in charge of a lot of what happens with the plant. Uh, you know, water retention, nutrient absorption, uh, anchoring the plant in, in whatever medium you have. Uh, all of those are things you need to consider. Um, and the other things you should consider also uh, is 
uh, drainage, uh, allow allowing oxygen to get to your plant roots, uh, um, optimal conditions for absorption of nutrient, and that uh, you know that has to do with pH, temperature, um, nutrient availability, um, and also just the space for the roots, enough room for them to branch out and continue to grow and pick up new nutrients and, and send those newts up to the uh, flowering plant. Um, there's lots of different sort of pots to choose from. We're talking more about uh, soil growing indoors right now. Uh, obviously with hydroponics, uh, plant sizes and pot sizes are quite different. Um, so we're talking more about hand watering right now uh, and basically, you know, the six plants in a grow tent kind of idea. Um, so there's traditional, you know, the basic plastic containers that are out there. Um, a lot of different, very affordable options. Uh, you know, good drainage if there's holes. Um, if you need to add more, you can. Um, you could transplant real easily. Uh, you can have all different sizes. I, I like, you know, going from basically whatever seedling uh, container you have, uh, whether it be like a plug uh, or uh something that fits into basically a seedling tray going from that into a uh, 16 ounce cup, like basically like those red bar cups um, that are at every keg party. Uh, that's good for the seedling stage. Then uh, one or two gallons during the vegetative stage and then up to five to 10 gallons uh, for the flowering stage. But uh, keep in mind, you know, if, if it, I recommend a week of veg per gallon of container, so if you have that five-gallon container, you're going to want about a month and a week or so, five to six weeks of veg time. If you go with the 10-gallon container, you're going to go with two and a half months of veg time. So uh, you really need to adjust the size of the container to the amount of veg time that you're going to have for the plant and the ultimately the size of the plant you want to have in the end. Um, so that's as far as size of containers as far as what type of containers, yes, there are the plastic pots, uh, and those are cheap and affordable. And even the five-gallon Home Depot buckets are great as long as you can drill your holes in the bottom. Um, other options are ceramic pots. That's you know a little bit more sightly as far as you know people love the look of the of terracotta um, and ceramic pots. Do have other benefits? Uh, they maintain moisture, absorb moisture. Uh, they don't get quite as hot as uh, black plastic pots would uh, on really hot days. Um, they're not going to get blown over because they're so heavy. Um, so you know they're not going to you're not going to have any issues with wind. Um, the only thing is uh, the weight of them. The reason you know they're they're so stable also makes it difficult to move the plants around. Um, you can't really drill clay, drill holes into clay pots. It's it's a pain in the butt. So. Uh, hopefully they come with with holes and drainage um there's also fabric containers those are kind of like the grow bags um that you can get and those work pretty good i don't love them really to be honest because uh i mean the pros are obviously they allow more oxygen to get to your roots um they uh dry out quicker so you do get uh you know that with because of that increased airflow to the roots um you get nice quick growth in those um, and really good drainage, but uh, I do think that uh, it's difficult to move those bags around. And anytime, once the plants mature enough that the uh, roots have reached sort of the outside of you know the the medium and and to the surface of the bag, uh, then any kind of movement that you do with those bags is going to jar those roots and shock them. So 
um, unless you have them pretty much, you know, secured in place. I don't really love the the, the fabric pots. Um, there's also, you know, lots of different other type of, you know, there's like the oxy pots, the plastic ones with the, the prong pronged holes on the outside. Um, and those are a little bit pricier to start with, but uh, do allow quite a lot of oxygen to reach the roots. They also do what's called air pruning of the roots because when the roots get to that uh, light and oxygen, they actually, rather than circulating around the edges of the pot and becoming root bound, they kind of turn around and go back inwardly um, and take advantage of some more of the, the, the soil that's in the pot and not necessarily on the outer edges of the pot. Um, so there's those kind of containers. There's also uh, smart pots that uh, you can water from below. I really, I really like these. I mean, they're, they're great for houseplants, but they're great for ganja plants too. Uh, you just basically, there's a tube and a reservoir at the bottom of the pot. Uh, and you fill the, rather than watering the plant from above, uh, you fill the tube and that fills up the reservoir and the plant's roots just bring up whatever they need out of that. And uh, you can avoid having that top layer uh, of medium become uh, kind of a breeding ground for fungus gnats and things like that uh, by watering from below in those um, smarter kind of containers. And, uh, you know, if you go away for a long weekend or something, uh, you just fill up those reservoirs and uh, you won't have that droopage that you get um, when plants are, are totally dried out for a long period of time. So uh, there's lots of different basically types of pots. Uh, as mentioned, the cheapest, you know, are simple. And if the, the, the black plastic isn't working, you know, a white plastic pots will absorb a lot less heat, especially if you're putting them outside in full sun. Um, I actually ended up burning some, some of my outdoor, uh, plants just because the, the, the pots got so hot on those hundred degree days we had in the summer. Uh, and I ended up basically putting the, uh, the pot, the black pots inside white, grow bags uh and they bounce right back because they weren't absorbing all the heat into the pot so uh that's important and like i said this you don't want uh the size of the the plants to be uh huge plants in a small tiny little pot uh because they'll be so rebound you're not going to get a, nearly as much of a yield um and you don't want to transplant during the flowering stage uh, make your last transplant at least a week or two before you induce flowering uh, and just leave the plants alone in that final container for the flowering stage. Um, and, you know, the the poor man's transplant, of course, is just to add fresh uh, soil on top and water it in. Uh, if you can't, you know, don't want to disturb the roots, but you do need to give them a nice boost of nutrition, uh, just throw some fresh uh, soilless mix or mix on top uh, and water it in, and you'll definitely see the plant uh, bounce back real quick from that as well. So um, basically that's the size of the pots. If you really want to go extreme and have, you know, a six month veg period, then you want to use a 30 gallon pot uh, and really train the plants. A lot of people do this um, for outdoors uh, because they have such a long veg time. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, just keep in mind about a gallon per week of veg and you should be fine. Um, but container gardening is great. If you can do beds, Beds are great too. I mean, a lot of people talk about the plants competing, but what's cool about beds is it's a lot easier to do something like a living soil um, when it's all in the same container, all your worms and, and microbial life and everything. It's not uh, it's not in separate containers. It's all in that one big uh, 
you know, pot, so to speak, where all the plants are growing together. And so if you're going to do something like with cover crops and jadam and, and living soil kind of uh, reusing the same soil uh, and amending it, then I do recommend possibly just going with the bigger, uh, bigger containers that aren't even separate containers, but just one big uh, pot, basically. Um, and yeah, that's basically uh, how to choose the right size pot for your pot plant. <laughs> nice. I enjoyed it. And and I have to be honest with you, every time you said drainage, I kept thinking of um, Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood. Drainage! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, it is now time to move to our question and answer segment. And if you have a question you would like answered on the show, get in touch with us. The email is info at growbudyourself.com. And uh, we're going to start things off here today with an old friend from the show, the, the gentleman who actually made our Strain of the Fortnite intro song, uh, Gunja Gonzalez. Yeah. All right. So Gunja oh, writes, uh, Dear Danny and Mike, I'm glad that you made it to 100. I'm still eager for every new episode. Well, thank you. Uh, he has t- he has two questions, but uh, we're actually going to do one today, save the other for next week. So this one is, uh, I have four mother plants with different genetics in a very small space. I heard about the option to not let mother plants grow tall, but to keep them very short like a bonsai. Could you be so kind to give me some info about that? Like the pros and cons, how to do it the best way? And what about the feeding schedule and so on? So what would you say to Gunja? Yeah, so uh, having mother plants with different genetics in a very small space is going to be tough, but uh, there are ways to achieve that. Basically, uh, you need to, of course, like with a bonsai, constantly prune the plant, uh, keeping it short and stocky. Uh, Even if you're not taking cuttings, uh, continue pruning the plant uh, to keep it short and stocky. Make sure the light is close to the plant tops as well so the plant's not stretching to reach your uh, your light. Uh, and I, I do think fluorescence or LEDs are best uh, for something like mother plant, especially bonsais uh, that aren't going to be too tall uh, because they just don't create a lot of heat, but they also don't have that explosive growth either that you get from an HID light that you don't necessarily want when you're growing a mother plant. You just want it to be healthy and alive, uh, but you really don't need it to be, you know, like in overdrive, just constantly growing new shoots and, and leaves and all that. And so in that case, I think that's where fluorescents are a great option. They're very affordable, uh, unlike LEDs, which can be quite expensive. Um, so I think fluorescents are great for the purpose of mother plants, uh, young seedlings as well and cloning if you're taking clones from the other plant uh fluorescents are really the way to go for me i mean i know there's now uh some decent decent leds for those purposes as well uh but again they're gonna they're gonna run you a little more money and i do think fluoros are just perfect for for the early stages of growth and for plants you don't need to achieve a lot out of just keeping them alive and healthy and so um other you know tips to keep them you know as far as feeding feed them lightly and uh only when necessary basically you know if you notice them starting to fade a little um give them a nitrogen boost but otherwise uh you know just give them mostly plain water uh with you know very very mild 
amendments or nutrients when you do add add stuff. Um, so feeding schedule definitely don't feed too heavily when you're doing this with mother plants. You really, you know, you're just trying to keep them healthy and alive. Um, and tons of pruning and trimming. I mean, like can't ov overemphasize this because a plant can grow, you know, an inch or two in a day pretty easily. And so uh, if you're constantly pinching and pruning, you'll end up with that bonsai profile. But if you're not, uh, the plant will get away from you. Uh, you can always go back and really do a severe pruning and trimming and kind of start fresh from a much smaller plant uh, by just leaving some growth on the plant, but cutting much of what uh, you want to take off off. So um, that's really how I would grow, you know, mother plants um, in a very small space. I would use fluorescence. I would to do constant trimming, um, really uh, even possibly try using a screen of green kind of trellising system uh, to really spread those plants out uh, and keep them short and stocky and in a small space. So I hope that works out. Uh, it's always great to have mother plants on hand that you can grow clones from constantly and have the same stuff uh, over and over and over. All right. Very good. Thank you, Gunja. Uh, let's move on to BC, who writes, Hey, guys, love the show. Hope you're doing well. I live in Minnesota, and we are likely to legalize in the next few months. I would like to get into the industry when it does. Uh, I've been in sales and customer service, and cannabis would be the first industry I could work in that I actually have some passion for. I see bud tending as the most likely position that would suit my talents, but are there certifications and programs that you would recommend? While I know they aren't necessary, I'd like I would like to make my resume even better. Uh, yes, I will be growing, but that will be in a personal use capacity. Thanks for the years of great growing insight. So, yeah, what advice would you have here for BC? Yeah, well, I guess the first two places that come to mind would be uh, Oaksterdam, which has been doing these type of certifications for decades uh, in Oakland. Our friend Richard Lee over there uh, and our friends uh, Dale. Uh, they do uh, certifications there, and as well as uh, a more recent uh, program called the Gangier uh, or Gangier program, and that's really kind of um, similar in lines. Uh, I know that um, Oaksterdam is a bit more uh, industry wide, and Gangier is more kind of like for the connoisseur, for the bud tender, for someone to really understand, uh, you know, different. Uh, varieties and, and, and terpene profiles and things. So I would recommend one of those two, uh, either Oaksterdam, if you're really interested in like the entire kind of industry-wide understanding of, you know, what it's like to own a dispensary or, or what it's like to uh, be part of the industry and also, you know, a certification in understanding the plant and the strains and all of that. Or uh, more focused, I would say the Gangier program, Gangier uh, with an R at the end, G-A-N-G-I-E-R uh, program is uh, probably, you know, the most, the, the best highlight to have on your resume when you're looking into pretty much any position, entry level kind of position in cannabis industry, but definitely bud tending. All right. Awesome. Thank you, BC. And uh, we hope that info helps you. Congratulations to uh, to Minnesota. We hope that works out well. And uh, in the coming weeks, thank you to everybody who wrote in. Uh, we're a little bit long here, so we're going to cut the, uh, the the cultivation segment here. But 
If you join us over on patreon.com slash Danny Denko, we're going to be doing an extra question there that has to do with uh, with curing cannabis. So head over to Patreon for a bonus grow Q&A. And uh, as for us, why don't we take a short break, come back, and then wrap this episode up? Let's do it. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Excelsior Extracts. Outcast and TOH from Excelsior are incredible people, incredible growers, and they make an amazing product. Their THC-infused pain rub is made by patients for patients, and it provides powerful relief from pain. This product was developed to treat Outcast's chronic pain, and trust me, this is a super potent topical that really works. You can find out more about Excelsior on Instagram at Excelsior Extracts. That's E-X-C-E-L-S-I-O-R-E-X-T-R-A-C-T-S. DM them there to learn more about their amazing pain rub. And don't forget to tell them that Grow Bud Yourself sent you. All right. Welcome back. We're going to wrap it up here. Thank you to our guest, Jorge Cervantes. Uh, always amazing to have him on and, and uh, um, best of luck in, in all the newest endeavors. Um, thanks to our sponsors, Seeds Here Now. Uh, remember that code GBY free ship for free shipping on all seeds. Uh, we got that contest going on too. So comment on the Grow, grow Bud Yourself post for this episode. Uh, Sweet Leaf Nutrients, the code there is Danko15 for 15% off. Excelsior Extracts, check out their THC-infused pain relief rub. And Prime Superior Inoculant, code is PS420 for 15% off of the inoculant, the spray, the uh, soil drench, the cloning honey, uh, a lot of great products from them. Uh, And don't forget Vapor.com, our affiliate. Use the code GROWBUDYOURSELF20 for 20% off everything site-wide on vapor.com and that includes tons of amazing uh puffco volcano stores and bickle and all the amazing uh vaporizers and rolling papers and everything that you could need uh at vapor.com uh not a lot of 20 percent off codes for that so please use that code uh, that will show them that our listeners uh pay attention <laughs> um yeah follow us on patreon too if you could support us even with just $4.20 a month. Uh, we really would appreciate it, and you will get a bunch of free stuff as well. Um, YouTube subscribers, thank you. Uh, we're going to be bringing more video into the show, so we're excited about that, and hopefully you guys can follow us there. Um, and all our social medias and everything else, um, thanks to you guys for listening. Thank you, Mike, uh, for putting it all together. And uh, I think that's it for this episode. Number 106, put it in the books. Drink your milkshake. <laughs>